Hello and welcome back to Black Recouch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another outstanding episode of Westworld. This is season four, episode number five. Zwanza? Swanza. One or the other is correct. Uh, this episode was written by Lisa Joy and Wes Humphrey, directed by Craig William McNeil. I gave it a 9.7 out of 10, not as strong as its predecessors. However, I very much enjoyed myself despite, yes, I do have egg on my face. I can admit when I'm wrong, but I can also admit when I'm pleasantly surprised. And I stand by what I said earlier about how I felt around surrounding the issues of this being a park that Christina was in due to much of the reasons that this episode explored in massive detail. And because they thought of all of the things that I would have critiqued, I am totally invested in this idea of reminding me of something that I think I've forgotten, which is something I've I've been saying which is we don't have any humans to root for where's the humans that we wanted caleb to remain a human because he was a human but in line with what i was beginning to transition of thought last episode was that this story is no longer about necessarily the story of humanity and the host i think that there's going to be a new breed of of human and this episode kind of reminded me that we do have humans to root for it's all of humanity as we watch them now become the prey of what in truth was a was the result of a select group of people in power those one percent and when we get into hell i've got so much more to say about that that really condemned humanity in the eyes of of dolores in particular who is now hell it's still not dolores and christina i feel like i just need to rub salt in that wound because everyone's like see christina's coming back i'm like or dolores is coming back i'm like that's still not dolores dolores prime died bro what part of that are we not understanding do you just need any version of dolores even though her name is christina so that means that she has differing ideas and opinions and may i don't know just because she's remembering her previous life have other uh things that she wants to become if she's writing her own story does she need to be can she not reinvent herself with a new name i don't know i just feel like being petty over that for no reason I'm a thought. I'll own it. I'm not ashamed. Back on track. Yeah, this episode did a really good job of reminding us that we don't need a human to root for. We have humans to root for because all of humanity has been subjugated in a very cruel manner. Whatever rules are in place, their freedom, the one thing that makes them human, the inalienable right of all humans, has been taken away. This is how we do it. 
the brilliant thing is it really started with caleb's story that one particular human which i was latching on to and which i was not surprised that he ended up a host how he ended up a host it made me more content with the idea that he himself died and we lost the last known human that we had been following for more than one season or two episodes (laughs) so those feelings are valid however it showed what it it showed being on both sides of the equation the human who is able to change who's the outlier who uh, wants to lead the resistance to being who did lead the resistance mind you to being broken free of Sorak's control who is now even in his host form an outlier or at least his seed probably is he has he could pass that down generationally to break free of the control of being subjugated because there's just something about them that just cannot be defined can't be accounted for they are that spontaneity and i think that ties into the uh to some of the episode titles meanings i think it's something around taoism i didn't do a whole bunch of research so i'll go ahead and do some googling right now so song swa i probably fucked it up now uh song z song za no something song za he uh he taught philosophy he is known for his ideas that the need there is no initial beginning nor a final end nor limitations or demarcations life is the ongoing transformation of the Tao, in which there is no better or worse no good or evil things should be allowed to follow their own course and men should not value one situation over another that's some interesting philosophy there i found my pronunciation again swanza and i was correct he did uh found the school of taoism or taoism is that how americans or western people say taoism taoism i'm sure many other greater podcasts will go into deep 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 detail (laughs) about this philosopher and how it applies to westworld and i will look forward to listening to them we are finally gonna dig deep into this episode and discuss the the uh emerging emerging conflicts moving forward going into a possible season five that better give me a fucking season five i mean at this point i'm gonna riot but they are showing the aftermath the fall once you have risen right because you can only go so far and if you walk around calling yourself a god well what do gods do on their day off (laughs) or once they've accomplished what they need to accomplish i loved all of the deep analysis of that in the character of hale i thought that was brilliant 
i'm exhausted regarding the man in black but even his story arc if it goes in a fashion that i appreciate and i think i'm going to let off my expectations because some of those while i i have reasons for feeling that particular way the show is subverting those expectations in very good ways so i'm giving more of the reins i'm letting loose more of the reins on some of the things that i say i do not want to see or disinterested in seeing because they can and they've shown thus far the season that they can reinvigorate things that i don't participate or i haven't found particularly uh entertaining to watch the man in black the last three seasons for me i mean he was fascinating season one he became a little bit caricature like in season two but it was still a fascinating tale and by season three i mean but then halfway through that i was done with it it was becoming two characters or like i said all of the bullet wounds and then you know him coming out of the park because why (laughs) that's where i feel that william's story should have ended completely and then immediately going into hale's story arc still feel consistently about that way however season three was absolute brilliant uh ed harris but seriously how much do we need to pick apart this person and justify and redefine their actions before we just admit that he's a bad dude okay he's a bad dude and it led to the most horrific thing that can ever happen is killing your own child and then he died and then he died and then if his new man in black story arc is then hey i realize i'm stuck at that place that daddy delos was stuck at with his son that ultimate failure that led to them that you can't get over not even sure if that correctly correlates but it does in my brain that's that's what i would have wanted to see personally from the william slash man in black character because i do believe that he can be two personas of a person and he has been in the william persona as the man in black so man in black then finding william would be a marrying which they seem to be doing a lot this season and they do feel like they're getting there with that arc when we go more into it however it it's asking a lot from those that are rather still stuck on the fact that he spent 30 years raping dolores and that treatment creating such a monster is why we are in the monster situation that we are in right now it's not only the man in black or william but it's definitely primarily him that has been causing the most because that was her only human connection prior in which she did see the beauty in a human but that was a facade let's start with the stub storyline and the retraction miss uh, mission this was the weakest part of the episode for me 
there was some awkwardness in the line delivery maybe it was in the directing in some places it kind of felt as if things were going four beats longer than they needed to for the scene to wrap up maybe that's just something i'm noticing maybe it's my brain programmed incorrectly however i am picking up on that like there was just four beats too long when he says uh beep beep or something to the effect or tweet tweet (laughs) and i was like okay all right so y'all just seen that corny ass shit quite frankly the thing i liked best about it was the fact that we have this this ticking time bomb which is the fact that both Stubbs and Bernard are hosts in the middle of a robot war in hostile territory if they grew up 23 years which they did knowing that these hosts are capable of not only imprisoning us and it was Hale's imprisonment but now she has created a generation of host children so to speak who are reiterating that type of societal imbalance by keeping them caged in loops my issue was i wasn't seeing how hosts would ever do something that was done to them have those visceral memories of those things happening to them and then deciding to enact that to other human beings that seemed to be so quintessentially problematic that i couldn't get past that and it didn't seem right to me that if this was far in the future 23 years in the future my idea of the sentient hosts were those from the valley beyond but i did not really fully consider the idea that she would create a whole no new generation of hosts that are her children so to speak so i was always thinking when she said that to william she was alluding to the people in the valley beyond which that is interesting because now that makes me think about those people in the valley beyond and why and what is going to be her interest in them going forward because those seem to be the people that are that are more like what she wants to create in her own children but those are the ones that actually have accomplished the things that she says she actually desires will she maybe desire to leave this world and join them because she realizes that after she has done what she's done with the world that she's not satisfied that's probably incorrect but that's things i'm throwing out there we started out this season being introduced to that wild card and i really once again shame on me but only consider those to be the children she had any real interest in but no she's populated the world through years quote unquote we can take or leave that as as it is for these other 
new generation of children to come into the world but that second generation is the disappointment (laughs) and that is an interesting conversation she has with william later let's go back to the stubs and the what is his name is it d no j (laughs) i should have remembered that j goes uh they come into town through the pier and while because i know the criticisms are coming about they already were regarding hail last episode like why wouldn't she search for Maeve? my my thought to that was i'm over here winning doing all this other stuff and she probably initially did and then the more you get sidetracked by something else the less the other thing becomes important to you it feels as if she has spent the last 23 years doing godlike things please excuse her just a little bit if she and not only doing godlike things doing it herself because while she has minions no one is actually the big brain behind the situation we find out in this episode that man in black is rather still what she has coded him to be and not evolved beyond that and so keeping in mind that governments run on a huge body of people and procedures in place can we cut her just a little bit of slack right it's not that these characters are yes they are calling themselves gods and that of course makes us think well then you shouldn't make mistakes right because god doesn't make mistakes (laughs) however some of us believe that there are no such things as gods that people are people their choices are what define them and who they are and despite her walking around calling herself queen of the world she's not infallible and that is something that people need to accept about characters that do have this level of power that's exactly when they get got is when they're at the height of their success because they're not looking for the little thing that's coming for them and they become delusioned by the grandeur of their own prowess that has been the downfall of many thank god over time and time it seems to be the limitation of such a man such a person to exist uh so i i i really on the surface level get why one would knee jerk to that idea however going just even a little bit scratching the surface it does actually make sense so unlike person of interest she can't see everything going on in a city of millions of people she puts those in place that think that you know you have the ones that you are it's the same thing with delos in a certain sense it's like you have as long as the the machine seems to be on the wheel little tiny cracks in the machine are not going to be noticed 
they're just not it's when it becomes structurally unstable that one starts to take certain action now talking out the other side of my mouth as i am warrant to do facial recognition should have at least flagged stubs that feels like something ingrainedly built that that would pop up as something as like mave uh bernard those three people i would say i would put them in the system as facial recognition that if ever their face is recognized by the system then shit alarm bells need to it needs to automatically be filed up up all the way to the top that would be something i would think an ai would think about doing uh also if you make statements like they're already in town that tells me that you already have some idea of where they are or at least where they intend to go and thus why do you need to send the man in black to walk his hobbly ass all the way across town so that he can kill this person just take a drone and fucking shoot her in the head unless she just once again it could just be a matter of laziness at this point that's still talking out of both sides of my mouth i admitted what i was doing so I prepared you that falls on the other side of the argument because some people they just think they, they have blind spots people get blind spots and the more you have to juggle the more blind your spots and especially if you don't have a lot of people as i stated earlier covering those blind spots that can spot them like you but then leave that out of the dialogue you don't like i know that there has been or i suspect that there has been an outlier that has breached i uh i know that they have a way of finding them or they have been finding them before we have i've recently spotted one go after them add a little bit more drama tension to the scene as if there's a race to them versus having uh the man in black c stubs and the team walking past them and just takes out his his uh what a lot of other podcasts have been saying this so it's definitely not my original but they're calling it the fly wi-fly <laughs> taking out his wi-fly and getting all of the humans now the coolness of the scene i cannot deny right it was awesome seeing them watch everybody freeze and then them turn directly at them that has to be one of the worst nightmares of one's existence run that's when the scene fell apart that was the best part of the scene and immediately when they started attacking the scene absolutely dissolved for me all those people coming after five how the fuck you hold it? I, don't, I don't even with Stubbs the host you are not holding off plus you even hear the one girl being reluctant saying oh 
they're just humans being controlled so it's not even like zombies where you're just like well they're dead so i understand it used to be my mama but they ain't my mama no more let me stab this bitch in the face and the eyeball in the brain make sure she ain't wiggling give her a proper funeral that's when we want to pour out our our tears but coming at me is not when i want to pour out my tears but that also lends credence to the fact that they wasn't fighting that hard definitely not enough time for jay to get into the stairwell and listen to the man in black have a whole entire speech with the outlier and even have time to snuggle before he ends up taking him down and getting the outlier out of there and they seem to be able to get through the town and the only person (laughs) that is a control model as i'm stating earlier uh for this particular city of millions of people is william or not william the man in black and hell that's they're just ridiculously understaffed if you had a business that you were passionate about then you would know what it takes to run a business but you don't so don't don't even act like you know what i'm talking about and i am talking about people with absolute control here not people not their goons not the outliers i'm talking about people who have real actionable control in this world it's two it's just two uh then they just get on the boat and they're gone there was one brief scene where they go into a it looks like a railroad station or an underground station where Stubbs is told that he is to be the bird and lead them he's not to have a gun either even though I think he did no he didn't he gave him a flashlight he is there to basically I mean this would be relevant if they knew he was a host to treat him so inhumanely (laughs) but considering you're telling him we're the last humans on the planet it's such a shame that's why we stay in the desert and they stay in the cities because that's where they are attracted to which is interesting because it's very true of humans as well we like our creature comforts that's why Maeve continues to drink and get cigars anytime she can enjoy them and while why Stubbs enjoyed that tuna sandwich he's like shit i like to eat i'll have two number nines a number nine large a number six with extra dip a number seven two number 45s one with cheese and a large soap he also gives additional details jay as if this man somehow once again they don't know that he's a host so some of this feels a little weird to be telling another human that seems to be older or at least around the same age as you you ain't a child this ain't your first rodeo where you been the last 23 years those questions didn't come up or maybe they suspect their host and they gonna do a fast one in the end however he gives him a bit of info about how the outliers are hunted for sport for those hosts in the in the the park of new york city itself in the world 
of uh because i guess that's the world now everything else is desolate and the then what then what's what was that diner i guess people can go on vacation if they want to like if you want to get the western experience and go out here uh that might not track but it doesn't actually matter what does is that there are rules there are certain rules that that immensely assuage my concerns regarding some of the ethics around the whole idea in itself of creating a park that is the exact replica of what was not even tangibly felt through these new children of hers because we saw with colonel brigham and with uh sophia that they don't have any recollection of their previous life which begs to question why does dolores abernathy do but not dolores prime (laughs) aka christina should we go over to christina next before we get into the hail stuff i think that we should christina wakes there's not much to add that doesn't directly go into some of the other story arc the the fight scene was weak sauce the the whole thing was weak sauce and quite frankly i didn't need to see it and i think that it could have been done better in an otherwise stellar episode Christina wakes up. The sun is shining on her face. She got a smile on. She up early enjoying her coffee replaying last night where she stayed out late with Teddy maya comes in she's like "Uh uh-huh i knew i heard somebody out here i'm glad somebody getting some sleep because apparently despite all the drugs they offering us i'm glad to be in reality because my dreams they are nightmares and they continue to happen and apparently out of all the people in christina's life that she thought to look up she didn't think at all to check on her friend maya especially after learning the shit that she did but she goes she don't remember when she get back in the house she in that teddy glow right now i understand but her friend is definitely now is it her job to continue to try to what is the whole deal i think the whole maya situation with christina may i think a few other have already predicted this might be an experiment of hails so to speak or it's a an implant somehow connected to the the cause possibly to the mashasi musashi pearl but it also could just be one of and i think that actually makes more sense uh that it is something to do with hail because of the fact that we saw the meat this episode so she's not flying under anybody's radar Hale is very much aware of her but she also put her in a place that she fucking despises in her own words and thus i'm ever more curious what is her play here what is her interest here a few people keep bringing up the key to the valley beyond and i'm like 
do we not comprehend that she does not know where the key is and if hell ain't figured it out by now that bernard must fucking have it or it's gone with well i guess that's what people are feeling it's if the information but she deleted herself and this new copy of her despite having memories of that dolores which she might just gave her those particular happy memories if she's really trying to create some art herself which is something that she said some actual self-realization maybe she's trying to rewrite her own fucking story she's like yeah i want you to be or she created a copy of herself to be the narrator of this world because once again going back to dolores um self-talk if you need something done right you got to do it yourself and she figured a kinder more empathetic dolores would be would be the one to have this particular power it's almost like ford giving Maeve the keys to the kingdom right putting her bulk apperception all the way out there but naively christina is unaware of that power and i think that is what they need from her more so than anything to do with the valley beyond that it becomes a little bit more clear to me that that might be the case instead of that because that's a that's a great deal of power especially when we get to the end of this when she sees how many narratives are actually hers it's pretty much the majority of the world i didn't know one could have that many fucking stories in you i think too much you can have too much of anything you know then again how many people in real life kind of have the same rather narrative loop you know this leads to this this leads to that everyone's got branches that lead into predictable type of reactions or consequences uh, how many people are of course we have that similarity otherwise we wouldn't be in the social groups that we are in or place ourselves in so it could be that her stories are just being maybe she's got like a good two you know 200 and they're just being recycled again and again and again and when you find out that this place was not meant to be something and i think that's the most and the smartest thing they could have done this episode (laughs) uh is basically put out there this was not supposed to be anything permanent this was supposed to be a stepping stone for our children to assimilate to the people and which in the image of that which they were created and then move the fuck on supposed to have a little bit of fun in the real world or the quote park even though technically i still say i mean i'm still i'm just being petty at this point saying well technically it's still the real world (laughs) even though they're calling it a park it is the real world that is functioning in a approximation of the park there we go both sides win but that rests easy with me as well as these rules which we'll get into in just a few just continuing with christina she goes into work and she begins to construct a narrative which shows that she is very much awakening all it took was one night with teddy got that, got that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got that. That I need. I 
and she is all about following him wherever he will lead her wherever path you go in i'm riding with you boo but i also like that because it's a juxtaposition of how the dolores teddy dynamic in the past played out it was very much teddy being the the puppy pulled along the strings of one dolores slash schizophrenic wyatt and hell thank god he didn't live to see hell wait a minute who are you but just as she is about to give this character a name creepy ass boss rolls up what is up with this dude always i think that the the fly wi-fi hosts that are surrounding her are put there to be pretty much the the worker bees so they are there despite their role as boss to be subservient and to make sure that the human is well uh, not the human the host is well accommodated for but it's not host really i need to put that in my brain and make sure it sticks it's just christina so despite other workstations it feels as if the majority of the bulk of this is christina's is coming from christina's mind he starts to ask her some questions very much like bernard like hey have you questioned the nature of your reality that was a little later on but he's on that path she starts to tell him about the new narrative she tries to cover herself really quickly like oh i was just hoping i can tell a happy's tale and that would give me some inspiration for something a little darker that is apparently all the rage she gets a call from teddy who's like uh girl come meet me by the pier and she's like i can't i'm at work boss is just breathing how did you know my boss was breathing down my neck are you a psychic just tell me of a personal emergency and come meet me but uh, you're so click i have a personal emergency and it's none of your business so i'm gonna use my third out of fourth out of four work sick days that i have and i'm gonna go meet my boyfriend at the pier and when she does they have a very eye-opening conversation where it feels as if there might be some insistence here like they have a time frame and he he speeds things all the way up he probably was going for that second date maybe a third but no uh it's time to strip the veil from your eyes girl do you see something over there do you see something no i do not what am i supposed to see across this ocean or is it an ocean i think it's a lake maybe it's an ocean maybe it's a river it's a body of water and he's like look i need to tell you some truth bombs this world is not real it's just stories and those stories are written by you and despite the fact that you're calling me crazy you think i'm a stalker despite the fact that i'm telling you what you already know and the fact that you really ain't leaving at all despite your several half-assed attempts he decides let me just show you and he takes her to where two women are sitting and she he asks how do they feel how they look to you and he's like they look lonely and i'm like well maybe they're just introverted maybe they're just enjoying their books 
some people don't like to talk some people have friends that sit together and just look at their books together leave me alone i don't know i felt judged and triggered so he says you can change that and she does and they start talking to each other and talking about the books that they were reading instead of reading the books that they were reading and she's like that's a fluke and that also proves that i was also wrong and i think they were playing it to that i was just choosing to be the more rational side i'm always picking rationality over (laughs) the leap in logic that probably speaks a lot to me so she did tell those people to go away and they went away in this case she tells them or she doesn't even say it out loud in her mind and we see a reaction which is her calling the other person an idiot basically before walking off and she begins to understand holy shit it's all true then she gets a call from or she gets a notification she needs to meet a college roommate for lunch he tells her that you have to go and you need to play it off play it cool and may i say very emphatically mission failed this was another weak thing to me despite how it began because we t- it turns out the college friend is hell and we're like holy shit uh oh this answers that question and we think or we're trying to ascertain anyway what is the connection here why is she checking in on her does she suspect something it's meant to be played in that way however it just also dissolved and unraveled for me because the entire time christina's face said i'm guilty i'm lying if this is someone that knows you as much as they know you there's no way in hell that hell does not know that that child is off her loop and she her mama technically how everything she was saying and then the the pauses and she just kept sipping her drink every time she asked her question i'm just not gonna answer let me ask you another question i'm not gonna answer that either it's gonna look so suspicious and absolutely fidgety bruh you're looking real sussy over there she then looks over causes the guy to say i'm fucking done with this shit and it was a black dude because it sounded exactly like a black man (laughs) when he is quitting his job and she uses that as a distraction i love how that was actually shot however there is no way that she should have been fooled or that she is fooled and if she is fooled then they did a his piss poor job of showing me that the audience member was like it's written all over your face it's written all what's your boyfriend's name who is he you know i could just tap in with maya right you know this person knows everything about you why don't you just come out and say certain things you can't tell nobody nothing you can't tell them the truth you can say hey i met someone his name is lathaniel make up some shit girl (laughs) yo lie your lying skills are are absolutely horrid just horrid i know you're not used to it you're still a baby you might be a newborn but still 
um i don't think that you are because you said this she said this has been happening for years so you have to have been created prior to that which is interesting then or is it something that she recently could have been recently implemented that's still a big old fat question mark so after this horrid display of espionage or acting normal i understand it's a lot to ask anyone whose world is completely shattered but shit Maeve did it (laughs) um going back to going back to christina she goes back to work and her boss is like what are you doing here and she keeps coming up with the same excuse i'm just trying to get some work on but you haven't produced shit in like four days ma'am four days there is new no new content coming from you what the fuck are you actually working on and he decides you know let's just go in my office we need to go we need to go to my office because something's up with you and i know something's up with you have you questioned the nature of your reality why would i do that because i know that you've been questioning the nature of your reality and do you know what the fuck would happen so there seems to be in this moment a little bit of empathy from her boss in regards to what would happen to to christina if hale were to find out that her judas steer has went off course which is something that he alluded to which goes back to season one when she was asking teddy the question or season two season two episode five akane nomai asked the question no that was about the that was about the, no the juice was season one don't doubt yourself jones it was season one she was mentioning the the judas with teddy they then in the second one she was mentioning the what do you do when you burn the herd when they her get sick and all that shit so she she is able to stop him and give him a new narrative when his questions become too close and she begins to realize charlotte hill might be behind everything because why not <laughs> uh, whoever i recently came into contact with today that seems to be a little bit terrifying yeah that must be the bitch in control she also had looked up charlotte hill before as well as the Nor- dolores abernathy however not only was it not found in the system it was restricted access so that got flagged by somebody probably her boss which is why he showed up then she tells him you need to go home be with your partner you work too many late hours because this is apparently all you ever do is work you probably about to get divorced that was a real statement and she gets him to say or she asks that he tell her where where the closed loop is and he says it's all around you You just need to know where to look he also conveniently leaves the door open to where the game is and she realizes holy shit it's everywhere it's everything and i'm doing it i'm the storyteller i'm lee sizemore slash mave slash every character from westworld season one yay all the good people anyway well lee wasn't really good in season one was he but he eventually got there when she gets home she's like it's all true teddy it's all true because he's waiting there for her 
and she asked the most important question well first she's like he's like do you see it and that's when she turns and in the beautiful night sky is the is the tower she sees it now something she didn't see before she also recalled that teddy was the one that saved her which we all rather suspected and he she asked who did this to me and he says very ominously and with a whole bunch of sympathy you did I'm just imagining they're gonna go upstairs get some coffee stay up late at night over cookies and biscuits and milk and talk about everything she needs to catch up on and next episode we don't have to discuss it i feel like that would be great but he did mention that he had been talking with her long enough so there is the idea that he still needs to stay under the radar but at this point how then did he get in contact with well i suppose it's not too hard to bump into someone especially if it seems to be maya's job in life is a matchmaker and thus that's not too hard to uh, to facilitate a type of meeting there once again how does this tie to the cause how did teddy get here is this somehow a play or something in play on behalf of the cause a little bit further in the future that is finally beginning the downfall of the whole situation and then as i was sort of predicting last episode season five is the rest of the where it you know it starts to crumble by the end of the season season five it definitely implodes and on the ashes uh, on the stand of that new world will stand a new species coming back to dolores once again season one when she was talking to the man in black where she was like um the one that came before or something to that point i always found that speech to be very interesting because she wasn't talking about herself she knew she wasn't going to be leading that new species it goes back once again this season three when she told bernard that you know me and you probably are not going to be around at the end of this but our species will move on my thoughts is with them getting back to a season one westworld they're recalling those conversations recalling those things that were predicted and they're tying those threads together and i love it i love that they're doing that for the majority of the season we've been spending time falling in love or falling in friendship whatever you want to to categorize your feelings with the duo that is Maeve and Caleb and it's been an endearing heartfelt experience and we see in this episode the other side of that coin another duo with a leadership position in world affairs and we are seeing what having a partnership looks like when the foundation is very shaky but they both are facing different crises here as we see 
that hell may be suffering a little bit of disassociation whereas the man in black is dealing with being susceptible to being an outlier and finding his own purpose his own cornerstone so to speak and those are both very fascinating journeys we find ourselves with these characters now there is one tiny concern that i do have which is an overabundance of protagonists we have one solid villain this season thus far it has been the villain for the past couple of seasons so to speak if we want to let's just not i'm just gonna say it i don't really want to see i think i already said it a man in black redemption arc i'm so disinterested in giving him that unless it feels authentic to me and the man in black questioning the nature of his reality realizing that he himself is not the person that he could possibly be that makes for a more fascinating type of tale for me whereas the human version was always flip-flopping back and forth between who he truly was and all of the guilty feelings associated with it although they tried to rein it in just a little bit and i may have to just allow for that or it's going to happen rather i care for it doesn't matter if i allow for it you know i should say if i care for it or not but he starts the episode talking to two people who are wi-fi'd and they are speaking to him as the dominance in their world or what they believe to be the dominance in their world and there's a moment where i thought the one guy was the logan lookalike that he was in fact and i think that's why he was talking to him he was a host but no he makes the comment that there are leaders and followers and you don't know or you aren't who you think you you are in the category that you think you are and that was i think a very because we saw earlier uh hale was saying that the interactions with these humans are corrupting the host but we see that man in black is voluntarily interacting which that seems to be permissible or has been permissible oh with an outlier there we go that's the difference never mind cinch that myself in my own brain so these people are just wi-fi and he's just fucking with them because they he thinks he's hot shit with his hot wife and their bougie ass meal and he flips the tables on him by saying you don't know me what's my name how long have we known each other basically i am the god in this universe you don't you're not in the category that you think you belong to and we see the dawning horror as these two people are stuck between these two realities of some type of self-awareness of the fact that they are being wi-fi that they have no free will that these questions are so to speak in a 
in a uh, picturesque form Maeve looking at the tablet and seeing the conflict as she tries to cope with the fact that you're saying something to them that shouldn't look like anything to them however it does because it feels like the wi-fi system while successful has flaws we've already identified the outliers but what about these people in this moment that are prisoners in their own reality and seem to be somewhat sentient on a base level or surface level of that that is very much how the hosts have probably felt because we always come to the come to the sentient question with the host right there was only a handful that ever got to the Maeve Dolores Bernard Lawrence uh Musashi even to a certain extent or I'm not really sure about that story if you want to put Musashi in there because it seemed like he stopped himself short but that's perfect actually because he's in that other category that knows that there's something not quite right about this world but still is content to live in that certain ignorance because to come to that self actualization is too much to bear too painful and you see that play out beautifully in this scene as he's approached by clementine who tells him that there's an issue that he himself needs to actually show up and address in house form regarding one of the guests which are now baby hosts so to speak newly newly developed children of i'm just gonna call them uh, hale's children hale's childs <laughs> one of hell's children so hell's children we learn they are allowed to play with the toys but they are not permitted to break the toys the toys are an investment that they just don't want to it's almost in a way i was watching this uh movie about vampires don't ask me which one actually i think they did something like this in the time machine too like basically i'm letting them go out during this time because if i don't then they'll just eat our entire food supply and that that's not a good investment for anybody like i don't want them dead i want them to know the reality as we have known it and for me to now be able to control that reality as i am now the bridge between these two worlds but for the most part i'm keeping them distracted so that they don't go insane i think there was a mention to the fact that you know some broke down as she was doing her little demonstration in front of the man in black but he has to deal with this this host who has went on a killing spree this host had an interaction we see a little bit earlier with the homeless guy which they call a breach or an outlier they don't know how it happens just one day they're awake they're aware and they are not always immediately sussed out because he been on the street passing christina for some days now and lord knows how by the dirt and grime how long he's actually been there so sh- there was a game when anytime there's an outlier those are the ones that are permissible to be murdered and they send out hosts that are up for this game this lady was one of them 
however she had an interaction with him he held a flower and he asked her one question is this real he knows that he's about to die he knows that she's come for him but this touches her because despite his own death the peace that he has is the idea that he has something in his life that is real that he's able to that he has free will that he knows he's uh gained some freedom from that he's not alone and he's not crazy because there's nothing like being or feeling like you're crazy i'm wondering what mental health what what the nolans and joys are trying to say about mental health in this series because it does seem to be a shadow topic but not really i don't i don't find yet any concrete correlation that that speaks of a bigger a bigger thesis statement regarding that aspect that they continue to use like in caleb's character and we see in hale's character we've seen in babe's character and that cycle continues we've seen in william's character and even now they say they infect us with this thing what they have and that thing that they have which i think maybe i know that it's corny so to speak but it is that self uh that self-reflection self-actualization like they are and they feel it's why the hosts are addicted to them or to humans in general not only just because they're made in their image but because this body it feels there's a finality to it it's a tangibility to it you know that is I think someone said actually i was just reading this somewhere the most important thing in life is the enjoyment of the passage of time so if you are living in a world where you don't know when and where you are that is a critical part of living so when he asks is this real that is saying he's alive he is he has agency in this world and something is in fact real that those real connections whatever good or bad that happens they happen and they were real they feel real because your body tells you that they're real those memories that you create that are real when someone starts fucking with that and taking that away from you as we saw with the host that that is that is where the inhumane part comes into the equation and she saw that right before she killed him didn't even let him complete that thank you and that interaction caused her to spiral and we have clementine being told to take care of it because he says there are no rules here but there are but that one rule and there are no rules that govern me about how i'm supposed to deal with people like you so she was supposed to ascend next week which my thought process is that they are then what because we saw in her office in Hale's office the one guy sitting there and he was a one of her children and his brain ball was being taken away are they then being stored at the valley beyond is that what is happening 
or is she uploading them to the valley beyond just because she can't know because she doesn't have a key so what is ascension for her does she have her own has she created her own other valley beyond that they can and maybe we are thinking that that tear is a reflection of her going into what we have assumed is the sublime for the other host but this could be another sublime that she created for her own children that she expected would create a different and more beautiful world than the base one that has been created by their creators but people don't seem to want that and i think there was a line that mib said is i'm sorry that your first generation of children disappoint you (laughs) or something to that effect but he asked clementine i'm guess kill her he goes back to those poor suffering guests and they're trying you know they're trying to be happy through the sadness through the facade through the fakeness of it all and i think that pretty much is a uh (laughs) a soliloquy for life for a lot of people because they they live in their self-imposed types of loops held prisoner by societal beliefs that may not even be their own and he comes back to torture them some more so we see how he gets his rocks off charlotte meanwhile is just playing with her toys as well on the whim of whatever crosses her mind everyone's walking she doesn't want them to walk she wants them to dance they start to dance we see the the piano player with the brisk with the bruised and blistered fingers so we see the cruelty that she has she has someone make her an ice sculpture and she just tosses it down says it's not good enough then she tells william shush and lectures him about how humans can hear at a certain frequency yada 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 just seems like a whole bunch of god talk especially when she makes those humans a chair i am disgusted even at that point she admits i can sound all high and mighty philosophical and whatever but i'm bored and maybe that's what our predecessors gods other gods did before us humans assumed it was about them when gods visited them to procreate or cause whatever chaos but maybe it was because it was the gods that were bored and the humans were simply an amusement love the play on that uh she herself is not amused by these people she finds them to be lackluster she is now far more intellectually superior than almost anyone around her not only that she expected to be (laughs) to be surrounded by in the company of others that would grow that she would nurture into her like-minded reality and begin creating because creativity is a huge part of what makes humans as well and yet they are not creating 
or ascending or coming becoming code because she says they seem to be attached to their bodies says someone who's walking around still in a body she makes it clear to william you know me well enough to know i do not want to fucking come down here in this terrible place that i hate so much but i'm here because we have a problem she explains that 30 hosts 33 have committed suicide the hosts stay at the tower they're developed here built here and my guess given cognitive uh skills here and the humans they're they're in olympiad good to know even the human hosts apparently it would seem because that's where kayla was last episode it is one thing to have your dis- uh, your expectations shattered right but as mib says hey time is on our side boo just wait you know a few centuries they'll figure the fuck out because we got that much fucking time but she says that's not the concern the concern is that the humans are infecting us and we are committing suicide and we do not know what that issue is in the system i think that mib may be on the path of figuring that out but i do think that hell no longer can connect with her humanity she has completely dialed it off so now after so long it's become a foreign concept to her something she can abstractly see but it is an irrational thing so she's rationalizing the thing that is irrational in itself which makes it unpredictable which makes it spontaneous which i think goes into taoism i'm not sure don't quote me on that Uh, i briefly dabbled into researching it but i don't it's it's very hazy while i enjoy the man in black being dragged over coals as she tells him that you are fucking up your predecessor would not have fucked up he may have been what he was but he got shit done why you bullying me you fucking bitch why you bullying me why you bullying me you fucking noob that's gotta hurt being compared to the man she got cryo freezed in the basement that also happens to look a lot like you which causes him a little bit of a crisis of identity he does ask a very important question which is why don't you just make us join you and she says well that would make us like them so it's this whole idea of the illusion of free will well not even the illusion that is actually free will she would rather prefer she's in a hell of her own creating at this point because now she has to wait for her children to grow up and hopefully get some sense and create a new and better world that she's been imagining in her brain for so many years and hope it comes to fruition so that is in a certain way a hell of your own making because it's also a very lonely place they say that it's very lonely at the top i also think that's why people do when you're that rich that powerful we heard it in squid games boredom what that can what kind of horrors that can unleash on the world i just recently finished a john gacy story oh god that is terrible to think that that man had accomplices but there's evidence that definitely says that man had somebody's accomplice somebody was protecting him 
and it's always the fucking people in power just doing the most sick twisted because they it's the in you they don't have that purpose the drive they don't have that creative license anymore it's all once you've won it's it's done the struggle is over so all you're doing at that point is living or trying to those who you know that's why i like it those that are good try to get into philanthropy there we go philanthropy because they need to find their purpose or redefine their purpose but many don't it's like it's they're too they're too powerful i mean i'm talking about generation you was born into that shit you're not gonna just all of a sudden grow some morals no you you just become a deviant and that is what Hale does state in this episode and wonder you know am i am i becoming exactly what it is that i think that i'm so much better than i'm claiming to be so much better than i'm creating a whole additional race with the notion that we're better than and although they she does still adhere to that one idea of freedom that freedom only really truly applies to her own kind to her own species is that why she wants to create why she finished william's project because she realized that wasn't enough after mib is told that he's a piece of shit he's worthless i'll figure out the issue with our system he's like i ran a diagnostic just seeing his reactions in this moment like are you, she's like are you fucking effect- infective it reminds you very much of any type of person that's an office assistant for a tyrannical boss they take out all their anger on you they continue to call you incompetent and devalue you diminish you make you feel like shit even though you've been out there just giving all your best for them they don't value it but this is the moment we also see hale start to go back to self-harm which is where we found her in season three when she was dealing with a very dissonant amount of feelings to what dolores prime wanted her to do and her orders and her her cornerstone her whatever you want to call it purpose uh that's probably a better word for it and we see it starting to happen now now self-harm is a way of dealing with very difficult feelings painful memories or overwhelming situations and experiences some people have described self-harm as a way to express something that is hard to put into words turn invisible thoughts or feelings into something visible change emotional pain into physical pain reduce overwhelming emotional feelings or thoughts have a sense of being in control escape traumatic memories have something in life that they can rely on punish themselves for their feelings and experiences stop feeling numb disconnected or disassociated create a reason to physically care for themselves or express suicidal thoughts without taking their own life so this is important because she asks before she sends the man in black out like can i trust you to take care of this outlier don't interact with them because interacting with outliers clearly lead to suicide she even asks are you suicidal just as she is herself self-harming i'm upset and he assures her i'm just going to do the job that needs to be done he then gets to the outlier and 
am i mistaken but did she not look like his daughter a little bit with the hair the resemblances i do feel like they're there for a purpose she's looking she just been standing on this roof for like fucking 12 hours waiting to be extracted what the hell uh they did did uh stubs or jay did explain to stubs how they are able to track them they stole a tablet some time back they were able to 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 wire it that basically they get notified anytime someone breaks through or has a breach but why was she still standing on that roof for hours (laughs) maybe it's only been a couple hours they did get there awfully fast so william doesn't do as he's told she says you see it don't you she thought that her husband was crazy before he was killed for being an outlier but now she realizes that everything was a lie but she actually her first thought is he must have felt so alone thinking that he can see the thing that anyone else can and she asks if he feels it too and she says i know you do because i can see it in your eyes i can see it in your eyes i can see it in your non-smile and she decides that she's just gonna walk over to the man sent to clearly kill her and put her head on his shoulder and watch the sunrise together because this is probably the most real thing that's happened to her so she's just basking in that simplicity and he gets he gets completely drawn in until he realizes what the fuck am i doing but it's too late jay gets there shoots him about four or five times and is able to get the outlier away he then wakes and there was a monologue at the beginning of this episode where we heard him say we created this world down to the last detail it's not uh great it's perfect we won but basically now what he's talking or has chosen to talk to the human version of himself there is a theory not my theory that the scene from season one when we see william going down the escalator saying he's being questioned for fidelity that's actually happening in his mind that those white tubes is so that he experiences the reality of that continuously i don't know that's a interesting concept because she's having him relive his worst day over and over and over again the groundhog's day one would say that's very poetic of of hail however i still feel there are some holes in that theory so i'm i'm not totally sold william is trying to follow this conversation about how on the monologue about the world that they've created he doesn't really fully understand but he does know that the person in front of him is having a crisis of faith like are you questioning the nature of your reality what's outliers being infected with what what the hell are you talking about look i don't know what the hell is going on but i never decided who the fuck i was hell told him that she expected him to be better than his predecessor to step up to be more vicious and horrible and he's been a disappointment to her and i think that might come and bite her and they ask that would be great my only question is if he's infected with the human thing then what is how does this branch off there seems to be two different sides that are there might be several sides there's not even two right there could be three sides that are emerging out of this conflict i will once again reiterate because i felt like it needs to be said a million jillion times to come into the universe 
the man in black becoming the man in black and if they want to throw a bone a redemption arc to satisfy those still rooting and desperately because i hear it almost every podcast those that are still holding on hope for willing to do something good so that he can be a hero you know it's fine it's if, if that's what you need to to feel to feel good i feel as if and there are fan, well, female fans of william right but i do think most females that are watching the show that have seen the watch the william character in the last three seasons in no way shape or form are feeling i mean they're feeling a certain kind of way about this person like okay you got what you deserved and that is all that needs like it's just you don't need to have everybody satisfy you just because you love the character it's it's so he he's not a good person and sometimes good people just don't get second chances right and so i understand it's fantasy because i know the argument's coming and they're all valid i'm not saying they're not but in this case and instant because if you're a female watching this you're gonna feel a certain different kind of way just just the whole rape thing is it's a lot it's a lot to ask the rape and torture of someone to just fully and it's intentional and so well thought out and over years it's just it's it's you know it's the impotence that just really is just a hard hard ass hump to get over and i'm still in my feelings about it rather you agree or disagree that's irrelevant that's just how i feel but i did like the banter the jury's still out on me i'm mating your image and he says you have questions why ask me i'm mating your image well what's this thing about a virus <laughs> it makes you kill yourself do you want to kill yourself i don't know i thought that was an interesting answer that i didn't expect to hear he also concludes that asking the jailer what his purpose is is not the best (laughs) that's not going to be the best advice which is basically why he's asking him you're the only person that's going to know me better than me so he wants him to ask him what do you think of your world and he replies this isn't my world it's hers William probably can't be more elated even if he is a little confused he does seem as if you know all this time I've been over here like 30 fucking years as an ice uh, icicle may maybe some time to reflect <laughs> about my previous actions if that is that if, if if all you can ask is for the predator to be put in jail and serve their time I have to at least i have to admit that william the person has definitely done so which is why talking out of the other side of my mouth if they are going to throw him that bone i would be more amendable to it i think i was trying to say that earlier but it didn't come out right because i hadn't fully formed my feelings around it but he hearing that there is a rift between the two only controlled out of the three it's always these these uh these folks doing shit 
he's probably going to definitely be all up in his ear We didn't see much else from hell this episode but i thought just the scenes we got were pretty strong there are those that have made some critiques regarding tessa thompson's acting which is subjective i can't say that i don't get their perspective because when they explain it to me as i've had several offline conversations that makes sense and it's not as if tessa thompson has been one of my favorite actresses i've liked a few things that i think mainly actually the only role i've really enjoyed her in was thor ragnarok and i've seen quite a few of her other movies she just doesn't i don't connect with her the same so i get it but i think that she's been giving a pretty sellable performance playing the villain here as well as giving those dolorous affectations to things that she says where she lowers her voice a little bit it may feel i mean for those that are forgetting that she is dolores or a copy of dolores in hell's body it could feel as if okay her acting's a little off but the same thing that they are continuing with mave and with clementine as they process information she's continuing with the character of hell that she's still going to have those ingrained traits of dolores and dolores always did have a way of lowering her voice especially when she had a lot of feelings involved and there was a scene that she did that and i was reminded very quickly of who it is that i am seeing in the scene even though i am seeing her through another body so i find that attention to detail to the art very strong this season but i understand that it is a rather subjective thing to like someone's acting or think that they're going to good job so this this episode could have a lower score depending on how well you believe tessa thompson is playing this role because there were a few really central elements of her then there's the whole christina part of it it's just her awakening those are all really nice complimentary things but i also felt like those weren't the strongest parts of the episode uh, as we started or as we stated that whole scene in the coffee shop or whatever uh, even with teddy being there just looking her deeply in the eyes did you know you we've never even met i knew someone like you so what is his end game does he just want to wake her up to the nature of her reality does she does he has he created worlds upon worlds because he feels like he's got some he's got some mileage on him and he after creating all these worlds he wants the one thing that he he could not get in the end which was exactly what she wants she's gonna go on a venture that's for damn sure and lastly i think coming out of this episode what's gonna happen when the faction finds out that that not only is bernard and Stubbs a host but the weapon that they have been talking about or alluding to is not even the myth of of uh frankie's father but it's actually another host doesn't seem as if the faction or the cause had 
any inclination that Maeve Millet, the 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 co-founder of or not co-founder uh but the you know the lieutenant lieutenant in the organization behind Caleb was a host and not only that your organization was created by a host so i feel like some people are going to be down with that and understand whereas others because as stated with the outlier she had some empathy despite the fact that now she could have just been like i'm about to die doesn't matter because she didn't seem that alarmed either but death is an end to something it's an end to whatever the fuck and to have freedom before you know death i think that is a very powerful thing in itself so i think i have talked finally this episode out i probably have so much more things i could talk and reference about but i am going to jump into the mailbag because we do have feedback from mimi as well as shy uh i'm going to play shy first as she sent information or feedback on the most recent episode and then we will hear from mimi about episodes two through four so let's hop on into the mailbag Christina it's me shy I am here to give my feedback for Westworld episode 5 of season 4 for what it's worth <laughs> my simplified version of feedback um, I find I was able to listen to your oh that was a that was a lot I mean it was very very engaging and and it just took me a few sittings to um, be able to listen to it all but I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. I enjoy hearing your passion for the show and the characters and what's happening. And just like I was saying, I feel like um, I'm this kindergartner, giving my kindergarten feedback, you know, in relation to your college theses in regards to what's happening <laughs> with the show. But that's what, I mean, unfortunately, and especially when I, if I watch it and then have to give feedback, um, this time around, this is the next day. So I watched it last night and I had a moment to really think about what I watch and really, you know, let it sink in. And I feel like I can articulate myself a little bit better. And I wrote down some notes to try to, you know, get my thoughts in order because I feel like when I'm watching this show, this is a type of show like when I'm watching it and then I need time to really process what I watched and really like pinpoint what I want to say because I'll find myself all over the place and sometimes I'm not don't get to say what I really want to say or don't get it all out because I'm so scattered and trying to remember everything and try to um and just didn't have enough time to process I love what you said about um Maeve and Caleb so don't get me wrong I mean I don't have an issue with anything i mean i'm okay with whatever they do if caleb goes back to his wife if caleb ends up with me um i'm I, it doesn't i'm open to it because i just think any type of interracial re- representation is always a good thing um i love your interpretation of what you think is going on and i'm on board with however they go i mean i love what you said about 
their relationship. I think they're, I mean, I said I'm a big fan of their dynamic, their friendship, what they've shown us so far. And if that goes further, it goes further. Um, just, you know, <laughs> I'm just on for the ride. I'm on board for the ride for however it goes. Um, I, I just, I'm enjoying Caleb this season. I'm gonna call her Shaloris since that's what you're calling her instead of Hale. But we see that she has this God complex and talking about you know God being bored, which is which is why they probably come down and slum it with the common folks um, because they don't have. I mean, after you conquer, because that is a question to to think about or something to think about, you know, for the gods of the world. You know, it's like. Once you, and this is the case with hers, like she's talked about being bored, this boredom that sets in because once you've accomplished all that you've accomplished, and I mean, we talked about this when it comes to, you know, rich, the, 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 that 1%, it's like, what's next? You know, you start, you know, finding things to do with your time and trying to, you know, to prevent that boredom or find things to cure that boredom. Um, and so you, Especially for Shaloris, because it's like, well, who is her equal? There's like, what is there? She's lonely. It's, it's lonely at the top. There's also that saying. Um, and so we see uh, Christina and William deviating from their loops um, in this one. And I'm curious as to, you know, because is Shaloris, um, I mean, she has to be aware um, of what's happening. And I wonder if that's... Um, on purpose if like because of her boredom um then this is a way of making the game more interesting of having them become aware and having them you know and having all that go on because it's like it's it can't be it can't be a good feeling that just have everyone just at your beck and call do whatever you say you the 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 tower you know drones on something and then they do that and they do that i mean at some point that it loses its luster and so i'm wondering i mean i'm feeling i feel like she's wanting this challenge and so she's okay with um william and christina deviating from their loops and becoming aware because why else would she want that to happen once you conquer everything and then what and then she talked to william host william about um the free will wanting the host to choose this transcending thing that i'm not sure exactly what that means but that's the challenges that come with free will you're not able to you know, if you're wanting that to happen, then you're, you have to come, that comes with the, the fact that not everyone's going to choose what you want them to choose. Trust me, parents, we develop, we're very much aware of this. You want your children to go a certain way and they're trying to go another way. And so as much as you want this for them and you think this is best for them, if you're giving them the ability to have free will, that comes with the fact that they're not going to always choose what you want them to choose. And I'm not seeing the incentive to leave and go to this and, you know, leave the earth and go to this transcending place that she's talking about. So I guess when we learn more about that, it'll make more sense. But right now I'm like, I'm not even sure what that is. Like, what is where are they going to? Is this like a like a virtual heaven? Is it like the sublime? Or, you know, just this place that you know they've experienced their earthly um, whatever um, time, and now it's time to move on to that ultimate. I don't even know the game. Is this the game? Is this? Is so? It's still so many unknowns.
We see William confronting human William who's <laughs> frozen in the basement in his little cryo um, pod. And I have a feeling that this is not going to end well that... I don't know. I feel like now that um, host William is vulnerable right now after being exposed to that outlier or they talk about how they're infected somehow. Um, I'm not sure how they're getting infected when they become exposed to these outliers. But uh, I feel like he's going to use that like host William is vulnerable now and human William is going to use that to his advantage and manipulate host William into letting him go, letting him free somehow. Um, I don't know, but we'll see. And then we see, um, we saw a little bit of Maya. I feel like she's going to become an outlier too. Like she's becoming awakened. I think I said that in my previous feedback, but I don't know. I mean, this feels like, like a park within the park. You know, Christina is controlling the game, the park within the park. Um, the game aspect of it while Shaloris is controlling the world as a whole. Um, that's what I get the feeling that we're doing. And so when Shaloris and Christina had that lunch, it just felt like um, this is what was stimulating her, like that boredom, like she's deviating and she's okay with it happening because she was well aware that Christina had that commotion happen and all that good stuff because she knows what um, Christina is about and I'm wondering if Teddy is this type of a fail switch um, for Christina because I mean we I mean I, I'm believing that she's a version one of the balls Dolores balls and so that it created Christina so maybe Christina put Teddy in there as a fail switch or a self fail safe to, uh, to ensure that she awakens at some point um, and and able to break out of this thing that um Shalores has I don't know that's just I mean I'm just trying to understand Teddy's role in this whole thing as well unfortunately my brain doesn't remember previous seasons and things that was said but I know that um William was talking about um oh gosh what was he saying I forget that saying that because he said it um in the beginning when he did his monologue and then he said it to host William but um, that's going to be interesting um, going forward in regards to just what's, I mean, what's all happening now. I mean, Christina is finding out that she's writing the stories of everyone in this. Again, I'm thinking it's a park within the park or park within the city type thing where she's controlling the narrative of all that. We saw her control Emmett and control just a bunch of things and so I'm just very curious about that. We didn't get Maeve or Caleb in that story, but we did get Stubbs and them going in and getting this outlier who was able to awaken William. Um, so that's gonna be interesting going forward. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. I'm almost at my 10 minutes, so I'm gonna have to cut this short. Um, unfortunately, like I said, I mean, these deep dives, I'm gonna have to leave that to you and the people that you listen to in regards to this show, because y'all are more in the know and more in the details of this show than I am. I mean, it comes with rewatching and I just haven't done that. So on that note, till next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your thoughts on the episode. And don't be apologizing for watching. You know, a lot of podcasters actually do like two podcasts a week just so they can do their initial reaction. Some do three on this show so they can get all their feelings out. So 
you know you do have only 10 minutes and i i would not i would not uh you know disparage the way in which you view tv there is nothing absolutely wrong with that (laughs) and most people do need several watches and that's the beauty of this show though is that it's not really meant to be watched once it's supposed to be watched several times sometimes after the season has finished and you continue to pick up on things that you miss because this is a show that has a lot of things packed in so it's natural um to need more time and to sit with it or feel the need to sit with it for a lot longer to formulate opinions and then those that are like me that are just blaring off aren't always correct or and we you know initial knee-jerk reactions aren't uh may not even be the feelings we have at the end of the week so i i think that you are watching the show as perfectly fine and shouldn't feel and don't feel the need to you know qualify that in any capacity Uh, i feel all over the place too i definitely go on tangents and i sometimes lose what i'm saying and then i talk for two hours and i'm like what the fuck what the fuck i have to fucking like edit this shit (laughs) and i get mad at myself for talking for so damn long uh the only thing i have to comment on is i would say it's unsure despite how the scene was played i don't know if we have any i i mean you feel like she knew what was going on i think it's still up in the air because her boss said she's suspicious and do you know what she would do if she knew her judas deer was off course my guess is she would be putting her down immediately and because of that that tells me that she's still in the suspicious stage otherwise her boss wouldn't even have had this opportunity to tell her that however the scene in itself did not play at all which is my critique with the scene as two people that don't you know one person clearly knowing what's going on yeah it can be read that way and if it turns out that uh it was because she didn't know the entire time well then that makes sense because that would be the only thing that would make sense because if it really was oh she's under the radar still (laughs) but i would not say that uh, there's been any clear confirmation in my brain yet um it felt to me that hell made this game this park because you were saying it's a park within a park it could i don't think it needs to necessarily be a park within a park but it could be a concept within a concept she could have um mirroring there was a lot of that this episode where she is putting humankind and her kind on different trajectories she could be playing god just to see what the fuck happens because she's bored and you know now that she got to the base point that she wanted now she's ready for some spontaneity she wants to see what happens but it doesn't feel as if she's ready to unleash the reins of that control despite her words but for the time being it seems as if the humans are not to be killed they can be fucked with they can have their stories told uh i'm really still not clear on what was going on with peter because he donated that ward 
years ago so to speak he was drawing the tower there did he suddenly just become one of the ones that woke up is that what it was yeah maybe that would that's what it was with peter because i couldn't figure out if he was host or wi-fi but he had to be wi-fi so knowing that aspect of it i'm i'm inclined to believe hale when she says no my real like this is the pet project this is for the newbies to go out and play and reconcile the humanity except they get there in these cities because they said it with a plural and they are they're addicted to it they they want to be enmeshed in these stories they want to play out their lives and despite what we are seeing there's nothing to say that it's all going in a in a manner that leads to well we know it doesn't all lead to a manner of death it depends on what was written for certain people and of course death is a part of life so to say that people die that also is just a part of life so to speak even though it is now then natural not natural selection but selection of a sort from the host perspective on who lives based on whatever story dolores decides to run on whatever human to her her knowledge or her her uh being uninformed of it and it's kind of like some of the people it is reminds me of like lee sizemore who was a he was a guy writing narratives for robots he didn't know these fucking people were real and sentient think about sylvester you think about uh felix the people that weren't aware that hey these people uh actually were designed for a whole other purpose accidentally because we created life whoops my bad created sentient life that also has elements of ai we are an evolved species now because we cannot escape the thing in which we ourselves have created for ourselves in a way um i'm also starting to read or starting to listen to this audiobook called sapiens i'm like one chapter in and he's dropping bars it's like 12 13 15 hours long i don't even know but i I, i'm like in the first 30 to 45 minutes i'm like this shit's about to be revolutionary and i'm here for it but it talks about human nature humankind uh what motivates us what has create what is humanity in a sense uh so i'm definitely going to probably have some big brain conversations with myself when westworld even ends and maybe next year i can discuss those things with you but uh as far as what charlotte is doing it i mean hale is doing which by the way the the community has all collectively decided that hell is the appropriate name so there you go charlotte charloris is dead hell is now and that's what they've been calling her in the show so that seems more appropriate uh but she is right now she is sticking to her guns where she is not forcing her babies her hail children to join her she's allowing them to you know maybe they will turn in a few centuries but she's impatient she's bored right now and she 
that loneliness is getting at her uh her loss of control this new conflict so she is trying to i think she's still fighting that need to be controlled but still remain true to the truths that she believes in which is the fact that they have the choice so if they want to be insolent humans well i will let them but maybe this other side project between host and human hybrid maybe that is the solution to a true free species that will be the creative outlier type uh well not outliers because she clearly doesn't want those but that could be the the bridge that she's aiming and that's like i feel as if she came to marrying conclusions to what william came to like oh well you know this world is better than the real world now this real world is better than our you know true purpose to be ascended into code which code was a word they brought up a lot this episode so i think maybe that's what she has in mind because clearly she's not going to go back to trusting humans and now they have a reason to be angry so they're likely to regress and now her babies are at are in a vulnerable position so it's almost like she created a situation and then that perfect world didn't end up as perfect as she thought it was going to be and now what happens and that could lead back to what's going on with caleb and what could be the overarching i think i go i mentioned that dolores quote but i am going to i found it the whole thing where she said in episode 10 to william one day you will perish you will lie with the rest of your kind in the dirt your dreams forgotten your horrors effaced your bones will turn to sand and upon that sand a new god will walk one that will never die so that felt like to me especially in the finale of season one to have been a long game type of and why i've tied in and attached myself to that idea of the idea that you have someone who's been on both sides of the equation by humans and now hosts and probably has a certain enlightenment and knowledge that others probably don't have that same appreciation for not only that he uh his close friend someone who helped him understand what was important that showed him what freedom was also was a host and so that's why i'm so attached to that particular story arc that you did mention and bring up and i do want to reiterate do not need to go romantic for me to be satisfied with but that doesn't mean i will not be fanfic in it i just will (laughs) that's that's uh that's not to say that i'm hating on all people that just ain't down with it that's like i honestly don't care at all either where it goes in the show but it would be uh more pleasurable for me on the screen if it went romantic that's all uh i think that's all i have to add for your thoughts and i look forward to getting your feedback next episode i think that we are not going to go back to mave quite yet but we might go to caleb i think that it makes sense especially after mave dying and then being sort of resurrected in the same episode that she then doesn't come back in the next episode uh i think her coming up and coming back in seven and eight is is perfect uh because then it, it makes us anticipate and want to have her back on the screen because i think it's clear for me anyway that mave is the heart and soul of the show we need her and when she's not on the show you definitely feel a difference 
and i think she just brings that emotional tie-in that is lacking from all of the other characters even with teddy and dolores as much as i'm happy or christina as much as i'm happy to see them all together and all of that go down i kind of don't care <laughs> like i'm not my feet my emotions don't uh trouble seeing it unfold even though i am happy for the character that is christina that is lingering aspects of dolores so let's hear from mimi who wants to discuss episodes two through four what up Stina? it's mimi it's been a long time since i sent in feedback um i didn't even finish watching episode five of westworld but i figured since i haven't sent in feedback for i don't know it's 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 felt like a month it's probably been close to three maybe even four weeks it's it's been a while um so this is just two to four i'm actually probably just gonna merge all of my feedback together because i really don't remember which episode was which um i've had to help my little sister with her two kids um one of them is almost three and then the baby is about he's almost he's almost eight months he's seven months seven and a half months maybe a little over a half um and uh it's just been hard to watch tv with the moving and then when we get finally get settled um and we got the tvs and the cable and everything hooked up i have to help my sister so um watching tv isn't really possible when you got a a toddler that loves talking even when it's about nothing and then you got a baby he don't be talking but he shall be trying i took him and uh let uh derek entertain the little one and i still couldn't watch the show that boy was show making a lot of noise for someone who don't got no words so anyway um i wanted to send this in before i've watched or listened to any of the new uh podcasts i've listened to one and two i didn't do three and four so um i just want to go over some of the theories that i had some of them have already been been busted (laughs) um but um just like my reaction to what's going on so far because you know as usual westworld fucks up my brain and insists on making this shit as complicated as possible that's why i've had to watch a couple episodes a couple times because i've i've gotten sidetracked in between and then i'd come back and not know what's happening and i was like i am not moving on until i watch the scene again because y'all know i be struggling anyway so i didn't want to make it worse by like not understanding what's happening um so the first thing i want to talk about is the revelation that happened at the end of episode four my brain really fucking blew up like i don't even know what happened in episode five but it cannot be any more complicated than what's already happening like technically um i'm just assuming i know what's happening so far (laughs) but i do know that shit has hit the fan um the first thing i want to talk about is bernard because i know in episode i think we didn't even see him until episode three i honestly had forgot what happened to him um that he came to and he was all dusty and we made assumptions that you know uh years had passed (laughs) 
because he was in a room that looked like it ain't seen the light of day in a long time so we got to see what he saw which was really cool i love that we got to see the um original um what the what the hell are they i don't remember what the tribe was called but we got to see the native american man that we were introduced to the one that we realized he was he had he had gained consciousness before uh mave and he was uh like that whole i believe that whole tribe was treated like uh the enemy when they actually weren't um because we didn't get to see him in season three i don't believe i don't remember uh him being turned into a dolores um we only saw the Japanese man, so I was uh, really appreciative that we got to see him. I also like that they um, actually broke it down into explaining like what what the world is like for the um, the uh, what are we the hosts that actually were able to go into um, I guess their version of heaven. You know, they, everybody has their own own world. Everyone makes it. Everyone creates it, and they get to um, have an, an an infinite amount of information because of just the type of uh, beings that they are. I thought that was amazing. Um, I actually like the way it was broken down because I feel like sometimes Westworld has this. Uh, inkling i don't know what other word to use but they just love using big unnecessary explanations that be confusing me and i gotta listen to your podcast to understand what's going on i didn't have to do that so i really enjoyed that scene um i also (laughs) i loved how uh when we we didn't get to hear what he said when he was like um i can help you save your world we don't know what he said but we know that bernard does so now basically bernard has the um he basically has the ability to see into the future and not even just one future like he knows like if you do if this happens then this will happen if this happens then this happens so he doesn't know exactly which path he's supposed to take but he has an idea of what path will lead to the, the i guess the salvation of humans um and speaking of this like i'm not saying that what charloris is doing is right because she's clearly off her rocker and i know that this is technically dolores but it seems like her getting blown up in that car and losing her son and her um husband has really made her a fucking cuckoo bird she went off the wall and now she don't give a shit about nobody those are usually the best villains because <laughs> they ain't got nothing to lose so go big or go home so um but she's a very very um insidious villain and i'm really enjoying her and uh tessa thompson has, has always been one of my favorite actresses i've been watching her and stuff since she was a teenager so I enjoy her being in stuff because she's like one. I know people have their their problems with her as an actress, and I don't know exactly what it's related to, but I can always say when she's in something, she be acting her butt off, and this is no different. She's doing a really good job. So back to Bernard, um, and then we see him uh, 
you know, kill those agents or whatever. And then we, we find out uh, that he's doing it because he's trying to infiltrate this group of humans that are like, I guess, the underground fight club of humans. I don't know how, you know, I'm not good with metaphors, so I'm not even going to pretend like I can come up with something clever. But they're basically the um, refugees of humankind trying to fight for humans so that they're like so all humans are basically puppets to Charloris. Um, then we get to see because I knew once the prodigal son had ended she had got this show and I was looking forward to seeing her in something else. Um, this was the actress that played uh, Danny in prodigal son and then we find out that her her dad is that black famous actor Harold whatever her last name is I don't even know how to pronounce it but I was really happy to see her um, and then uh, we find out that she is Frankie Caleb's daughter and the reason I bring this up uh, is because the ir ir ironic part was this same episode when um, Christina was with her roommate and for the life of me I can't remember her roommate but I remember she was talking she she came in the room and she was talking to Dolores not Dolores I'm sorry talking to Christina about her um not sleeping and like being up all night painting and she was like well I didn't sleep either because um I was having that nightmare again and she started talking about her parents and then like it just came to me I remember looking over at Darren I was like wait a second do you think she's Frankie could she be I know oh Maya I know her name is not Frankie but we know that don't mean anything and with the way that this world is right now with the brainwashing I was like she could just be like they could have like what what would hurt Caleb more is making his daughter a puppet in doing what he wants her to do or uh, I'm sorry doing what making Carl making Frankie do what Charloris wants her to do and we don't know what she does we just know her as uh Christina's roommate we don't know what she'd be doing when Christina ain't around which it could be anything and it could be really fucked up considering the way Charloris might be going so I I thought of that and then Darren was like I don't know why and I like I told him and I was like it doesn't it's not fair um, but just, you know, as a black person that's been watching television for a very long time, whenever I see a character that's black, I always assume, if, especially if it's a main character, that they made this person black for a reason. And the fact that they made Maya biracial, I was like, could it mean something? Um, granted, I, I love the actress that is playing um, adult Frankie, I guess. But the casting is really, really shitty because Frankie, as a as a kid, was pretty dark brown. She was a brown-skinned little girl, beautiful little girl. I love the actress; she was super cute, but brown-skinned nonetheless. Like, I I can see someone growing up and getting a little bit darker, or maybe even growing up and being a little bit lighter. But to be completely uh, like six, seven shades darker—that's not that I'm not gonna say it doesn't ever happen but I'm gonna say it's very rare so even the hair texture is different because I feel like the actress that played Maya was more realistically could have been an adult Frankie but that's neither here nor there I'm not gonna not gonna go over that but that's why that 
revelation like shook me because I swear I was like just trying like the whole nightmare about the flies I was like oh my god did she see them attack her parents and this is like not a nightmare but it's a memory but she she's being like controlled because any like whenever there's any kind of mind control thing like even when they try to erase people's memory this is just like theories from other things that I've watched they can't get rid of it entirely people like dream about it even, oh and in this re, in this uh world it's the same way because when Dolores was having memories of being like murdered and stuff like that over and over again because she was finally gaining a, a, a consciousness she remembered stuff like that but it would come out as nightmares like you can't erase stuff from memory like human memory and human the human mind and the brain it's so profound there's so much stuff people don't even know about it and her having that nightmare for us to just hear it it had to mean something at least that's what I was thinking so I thought that was Frankie um, and then I was wrong um, the other thing um, that just fucking blew my mind first of all like I loved um, what was going on with uh, Caleb and May like their relationship was amazing I loved every second of it I was so devastated when May blew herself up but that just a boss move it didn't surprise me because it's something she would do like bitch you killed me but you about to die too like we both going out here together like and that's honestly how I thought she was gonna go out when it came to Dolores I thought if she died it was gonna be her dying to kill someone like to make sure that they don't come back um but then you know the weapon that they were talking about was was made um when they were digging up the ground uh Bernard was like I mean I can't this isn't your dad you know even though he you know died in the desert and you said he's dead but you never believed it um this this isn't your dad but I told you I found a weapon and then they found they dug up Maeve and I was so excited like this is gonna because it's been 23 years so a lot clearly has happened um, and then there's like areas of the, the world where they're just controlled by uh, Shaloris. Um, the, the people look very well kept <laughs> they look like they're eating right they're taking baths so but I don't know exactly what her like goal was like is she like playing things out like storytelling is that really what Christina's doing because I mean it seems as though I'm not a hundred percent sure but it I remember them showing that it looked like <laughs> from the side it looked like the Space Needle that's in Seattle Washington but from like the side of it when they when they show like the first view of it, it looked like a like a weird version of the Space Needle then from the side it looked like a sewing machine with a very short needle I don't know what that was um, supposed to like be um, I think it's the, like the new version of the, the tones that are controlling people but Darren looked at he was like oh that was the thing that we saw at the beginning of the season with Christina so I was like oh, okay they must be in the same timeline now so Christina and then um, what's her name Christina and Maya and then I was like, well, Darren was like, well, you, I mean, we still don't know who she is and how she's, um, you know, attached to the scene. Maybe she is related to, to maybe Caleb had got his wife pregnant one more time, but I don't think that's it because we saw they didn't even look like they, they slept in the same bed half the time. So I don't know. But 
um we don't we don't even know if his wife is alive we don't really know much about what's going on it's been 23 years but um we do know that charlores i i the one thing i can't understand though is why caleb is the one we're picking like why did Charlores feel like Caleb was the the person that they should replicate because they did the same thing to him like when uh uh what's his name oh man the the guy William married his daughter so he could get his uh Delroy Del no I can see the name in my head but for some reason Delos there we go oh my god I couldn't I couldn't get the words out but we know that he was trying to make himself immortal and get rid of his cancer and make himself a body that he could be in all the time and it looks like I don't know it sounds like they haven't perfected it still because they said they've made Caleb 558 or no 200 and 258 times that's a lot um, but why him like why are we doing that to him and why was his like what was the reason that they felt like they wanted to control him is it because he was so attached to Maeve is that the reason um I'm not sure so maybe I'll I'll come up with that after I listen to some of your podcasts um the last two I was saving them and I will explain that at the end um, and then um, the last the last thing I want to talk about is just Maeve I guess we can do Maeve and Caleb's story just combined I just I really enjoyed the storyline I love how um, we got to go into the 20s but it was utterly disappointing to see that they literally just replicated the Westworld story and even like 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 we saw with the Japanese people like they they changed the characters but the storyline the same y'all really ain't original at all but it was funny because when she was down in like the area where they store the the killed uh host and she was like going through the thing i was like this looks really familiar and then as soon as i saw them bust through the door and it was that uh chick that was supposed to be Dolores I was like oh hell no I know they didn't replicate the massacre and it doesn't even surprise me and the fact that they were concerned about human uh or not human they were concerned about Delos's like profit it's like y'all rich people love spending y'all money and it's like oh I can be a part of the Delos massacre I can actually pretend like I was in it oh sign me up that's extra that's fine I'll pay extra like rich people really like I feel like the fact that they have so much money that they spend it so fucking recklessly and without like without a whim they don't even have any kind of hesitation proves that they don't need all that damn money and it bothers the hell out of me that they're ta they're, they pay less taxes than someone else making less so much less money than them it's, it's actually utterly ridiculous but See, seeing like the rich people like this really made it easy to not care when they got when they died and that's probably was it worth that was probably their intention <laughs> but um I liked seeing them work together but when I saw Frankie in the cage right after the, all them other people shot themselves I wasn't I knew like the flies had to do be a part of this them flies been getting on my nerve and grossing me out since the beginning of this show like since I started watching it 
I absolutely hated them. It was always by Dolores' eyes. She pretended like she didn't feel it. It was so gross. And they just went full-on disgusting with these damn flies. Like, I couldn't even watch the scene when they were, like, all over uh, Caleb's face. Like, I had to cover my head. It was so gross. I, I couldn't. I don't know. Flies grossed me out. Um, I don't know why. It just do. Especially when they're, like, by people's, like, face or something. Ugh. Um, I knew that that wasn't gonna be Frankie but I was not expecting them to use like to want Caleb so bad I thought maybe they were using Caleb to lure in May because they wanted her like I I don't know if like mistake me if I'm wrong but did, did Maeve and Caleb ever know that William was really Dolores I'm not sure about that but I, I also have a question is like do they they do know that Maeve can control hosts, but do they know that she can get in, like, well, I mean, even if they didn't know then, they know now, but can get into computers and stuff like that, she can unlock things. I'm assuming they did know because they had to upgrade things, which I, it doesn't seem like it made it so that she is impossible for her to do. It just made it so it took her longer to get the computers to listen to her, but with Bernard being able to know what's going to happen and he was um, the basically the engineer behind them in the first place I do think that this is going to be a great combination and I'm this was a com this was a combo I was hoping to see from jump Bernard and Maeve and now we finally get to see that so I'm excited so excited to watch episode five um I haven't watched it yet um, because I am starting my new contract today they changed my schedule when I talked to the manager she agreed to let me start whenever I want it because there's no morning orientation you just go to your regular shift so I was like well then I don't need to start on a Monday can I just start Thursday and just do all my shifts because she asked me if I mind working the weekend I was like well as long as my shifts are all together I don't care but apparently that's not how they do it like who gives a shit like y'all gonna I can't work separately anyway I'm gonna be doing orientation but whatever so now I gotta work today Monday um, and then um, I'm off until Friday which is whatever it is what it is so I plan on watching um, I Darren wants me to wait for him and he'll wait for me so we're just gonna watch it on Tuesday um, but I wanted to get this feedback out because I just finished watching all the episodes and I just didn't think I could get everything that I wanted to say out or I might not remember everything so um, that's what I'm sending this now I do have somewhat of a long drive ahead of me so that's why I was saving the last two podcasts um, so that I have a dr for dry my drive there and back um, I can't wait to listen um, and hear what's what you believe is happening and your theories um, and then see if there was something that I completely missed which I'm almost positive I did because it always turns out like that so um can't wait um hopefully by <laughs> Wednesday night I am caught up on all of my shows and I've sent feedback I haven't watched anything except Westworld and then I watched this new show <laughs> on HBO Max that is by uh Issa Rae she's so great I love her she's the lady that said I'm rooting for everybody black and ever since she said that she's been my favorite person um, it was called Rap Shit. It's really funny. It just came out. It's only two 30-minute episodes, but it was it was good. I liked it. I 
I'm not about that Miami life. The way they talk kind of annoys me, but it's very entertaining. So we'll see how that goes. But other than those two shows, I haven't watched anything. So it's going to feel great to finally be settled in this house and have my routine back and get into the gym because my pants are getting freaking tight. And I'm not about buying a size bigger than a medium or a large because I do have some larges. So I'm talking about my work clothes. I ain't buying nothing new. So um, I will end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the last uh, two previous episodes. Um, The thoughts I do have to add, I think it's hilarious that you thought that Maya, a lot of people were thinking that though. So you weren't alone thinking that Maya, it's actually it's a catch-22 right because should we really be thinking black people should all be related in the show but at the same time do we always think that all black people must be related to somebody in the show (laughs) like he pointed out she was cast as interracial for a reason or she's just interracial and we cast someone to pay an older version and they we're gonna choose someone who is actually interracial versus someone who looks appropriately like the child actress like i am and you know what for half a second i was thinking the exact same thing you was thinking on the first episode like mm, they don't look alike but at the same time i honestly did not care because it's about choosing which i think is is a positive move in the community choosing the best actress for the role and not oh we need to make their skin tone fit right you know what i mean to pass off the realistic version of it versus no this person showed up yeah there was five other light-skinned kids but she was the best actress for the job and the minute i started had my thought of that i was like okay i can't i can't be hung up on that because you're absolutely correct that's the first thing i was thinking <laughs> as a mother and we are both mothers of biracial children which is why we are assessing it in that perspective because we're staring at our biracial babies every day and <laughs> they definitely don't get darker as they get older that's for damn sure uh but yeah i like that that thought process behind that and i want to go with that as my as my canon uh i think the host and the sublime it's interesting that they don't want anything to do with mankind they even tell you even have akichita who was probably the most empathetic towards humankind or at least wanted to wake up the host uh seemed to have had some empathy for humankind because he didn't kill the humans in the park he tried to save them from being massacred by dolores and even he once he's ascended they probably played out their lives he never mentioned his wife uh, he probably has a life with her still but um you know they they don't once you ascend you don't have that connection with mankind it seems and that is what or that tie to mankind in the same capacity and because we have hale who has decided that mankind uh, you know is not the image in which while they were created they can ascend from everybody else ain't really feeling that and there there is a a group that she belongs to in this group that she unfortunately does not belong to on the caleb front while it is possible that he is the only host hybrid that has been brought back as this you know in this situation it's also very possible that there have been other replicas but 
I think that you probably are like I, I'm leaning I'm just playing devil's advocate towards uh him being the singularity very much like james delos as you pointed out nice call back uh of him being the the one that they perfected versus james delos being the one that never could be perfected and it took her 278 times over 23 years to do so which is something that does come back to season one as he tells him to burn or season two to burn the experiment it is pointed out even in that season that humans actually aren't that far off from the mark even though william at that point decides that this is this is not something we should pursue uh to be this type of to have uh to have our choices not matter to uh, i think he was trying to find even in his own arrogant way uh to correcting what he had put in motion however it's already put in motion as hell points out your kind started this shit i just finished it it could be the simple fact that as stated previously the emotional attachment she already she you know planned this for him to come to the park so that she he could be her pet and we see how lonely she is and how sadistic she can turn and the fact that this is someone who was important to Maeve and both Dolores uh, for differing reasons one built on an idea the other built on an emotional attachment that means that he is automatically important to her now what else he can gain from that is all in, in is an inference that it could be anything at this point it could also you know we can uh, you know it could be something to to be an ace against Maeve it could be something an ace against his daughter uh but my gut tells me at this point that it is more about that loneliness that god boredom and the failure of her children to ascend the way in which she predicted or she expected them to do and so is she now deciding on a new plan that now that she's won on her original plan and if so what is that going to cause between her and the man in black and he's also the first one that showed disobedience to her plan so even if it was just to keep her as a pet it is it could be a curiosity of maybe i can understand something about this new breed of people these outliers by by recreating and studying the new outlier not only that i have their leader to fuck with but it still feels more personal than an actual part of her plan maybe because i just don't want everything to be part of her plan uh back to Maeve. the one comment i have is in the saloon someone had brought up a good point that she may have been feeling embarrassment about this being her old life this being the construct that she was uh a prisoner to for so very long and thus her her sarcasm was a deflection because we do see that when she is feeling something she deflects quite a bit and i think that is uh, other than the one comments because i've also also made this comment and thus when i find more to support or you know dissuade such an argument i have to share it with the universe and you brought up that we don't know what to do with our brains 
because we haven't been able to explore that but i actually been looking into that a lot more and just been i just stumbled across some documentaries not even gonna lie i was like this looks kind of interesting and it is despite what we feel like we are learning new things and this that and the other thing but there's no way we're gonna we do use all of our brain we use all of our brain that's that idea that we only use certain aspects of our brain that's bullshit we do use every part of our brain different parts light up not one little part of our brain so that already is a myth and then the idea that we can do more with those supposed untapped resources in our brain actually is a rather um just literal thing people like to say but it actually is not a capacity for humans because we barely like evolution took 2.5 million years just for us to burn enough energy to have the capacity for us to be to use even part of the brains that we're using to the point where we got here which is basically the industrial which it, 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 it's not heavy industry has not been that long 200,000 years in the span of time uh so i just thought that was an interesting tidbit to add to your comment of you know we don't use all of our brains well actually we do and secondly um even to you know evolution still hasn't is nowhere near and not to say it can't be in millions of years and it probably now that's more realistic we we think about us as humans being taken out of the equation but that's not, not to say something human may not remain it just ain't going to be the human that we are used to seeing because evolution has a way of finding or creating life and sustaining it even through i mean just look at all of the shit that's happened to earth before we got here so a lot a lot of times we've been almost like at, at like negative one percent <laughs> like the tiniest fucking little species is what kept us going that led to life so uh evolution is fascinating as shit and with that conclusion of this two fucking and a half hour podcast i'm wrapping it up if you want to send feedback for the next one blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic <laughs>